Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. I'm here with some regular podcasters. And as it's the end of the season, we've come to sunny Bournemouth. Woo! Yeah. Yeah, which makes no difference to the actual podcast. We're still spouting the same rubbish. Um, but anyway, if I go around the circle, uh, we'll introduce ourselves. Uh, I'm Liam 1. And confusingly enough, to my left... And it's Liam 2. Yeah, the sound effects guy. And also, plenty of tactical insight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and to the left of him... Fraser. Cap. Paul. And yeah, then we're back round to me. So uh, let's get started. So we got the pound jar in the middle, which is ready for a pound for any swear words, double tax for any uh, mentions of the League Two club who has down the, yeah. Well, that's possibly a pound for <laughs> the jar already. Then. The Rex Fraser has just popped out. Uh, let's start with the last few games. Uh, so since our last podcast, we drew against Walsall, lost against Bradford, uh, and then won three on the bounce, the last three games of the season. In the three seasons Michael Appleton has been in charge, we have won the last three games to lead us into the next season. Um, that's got to be a good thing, yes? Absolutely. Yeah, clean sheet in the last three as well. Yep. Uh, and last season was 2-0, 2-0, 3-0. This was 2-0, 3-0, 2-0. Who was at the? Uh, let's start with the Millwall game because it was away, um, and then we'll we'll focus on the Shrewsbury game. But who was at the Millwall game? I was at that. How was it? It was good. It was a very good day out. Did you fear we, for your life? Um, do you know what? It, it, no, I, I, I don't. Uh, you know, I'm sure they've that the, there is a history there, but at no point did I think, oh, this is dodgy. This is dangerous. It was mostly just a bunch of kids running on the pitch and. I don't know, we just battered them really. And uh, it was two very good finishes from McElhaney and a decent header. But um, yeah, I thought we absolutely killed them. But yeah, the whole Millwall reputation thing, I don't know, it was absent that Saturday. I didn't see it. Which is odd because obviously they, had they won that, they'd automatically have been in the playoffs yeah. um, with a, a game to go. They did end up in the playoffs anyway. Um, but you'd think that they would have turned out in their droves and it would have been very vocal and full of support as opposed to it seemed quite an angry atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, it was um it was just it was just completely Oxford's day really. We just we just controlled them from start to finish. Like I say it was two very good finishes. Um but um yeah, we absolutely dominated them. Um also I mentioned too, looking back to the Port Vale game and then the Millwall game, Josh Ruffles, who it <laughs> seems like in the absence of Liam Serkin, he'd been told get forward and show Liam Serkin that any midfielder can score if he moves forward. He scores two goals in two games. Um, no, I really like Josh Ruffles. When he came in, he was meant to be an academy player and ended up playing like 40 games that year in an incredibly uncreative side. Yeah. Playing alongside Michael Collins um, later on. But he, he had a few yeah, seasons where he was kind of forced to be a first-team player. Yeah. when he shouldn't have been. And I think that's where a lot of fans have their opinion of him from. When they're um, coming in at left-back. But one of the first things Appleton said when he came in is he needs to learn to get the ball and look forwards because he's always been told to pass to the side. Yeah. Um, or backwards. He's never been told to play good attacking football. And I, I think that is largely where um, our, not dislike, but our sort of semi-rivalry with that man comes from, that, that managing style the fact that it was so negative for so long mm. that all of a sudden the manager comes in and plays attacking football and, and it's better to watch. 
whether we end up with more or, or less points mm-hmm. than any other team, we played fantastic football and it, it was great. And then this season is more of the same. But Ruffles is constantly the first player that Appleton has wanted to renew since he's been in. Mm-hmm. And that tells you a lot about him as a character. That actually Appleton came in and went, right, you've been a first team player. You're not going to be now. Go back, be an academy player. We'll, you know, you'll be on the bench. We'll bring you in when you need. You'll be a versatile player so you can cover positions on a bench. But go back to learning your game. Mm-hmm. Um, and he oh, clearly behind the scenes is an absolute... like first class sort of yeah. attitude and has just accepted that and gone away and improved his game and every year you know he thought being promoted maybe he'd be one of the weaker links but actually he's shown the last few games that he's now clearly good enough to fill in yes he probably isn't going to get in ahead of Ledson and Lundstrom but, but Ledson's out he's absolutely do we need somebody else to to come in or, or which we probably don't we probably now don't need a, another midfielder well yeah and it's quite nice with Canise Carroll he is instead of reteaching him his game he's got a, a fresh product who he can teach the game first off mm. in which he can play full back centre half right wing <laughs> central midfield like it, it seems wherever and I think the other thing with him playing at right wing was you know it doesn't really matter what happens in this game but right wing is a position that you can't negatively affect the game for us you know making a mistake doesn't mean they're going to score because there's enough players behind you but it gave him a chance to get 90 minutes on the pitch in a pretty big atmosphere yeah let's talk about Shrewsbury and then we'll talk about Circa so Shrewsbury we won Um, 2-0 two Injuries, obviously, it's very sad to see our right back go off injured in his home debut in the last game of the season, and he looked devastated. Um, but the two lads coming in, obviously, Sam Sam Long hasn't played a full game. Was it November? His his last like couple of minutes um, at Rovers when he got sent off. Yes, I think so. And it was nice to see the management side give him the nod ahead of Edwards because obviously Edwards was on the bench and yeah. is the senior player, but. You know, it's a fairly meaningless for both of us in the end. I mean, the yeah. chances of Shrewsbury going down were huge. Mm. Um, but then after that minute, who uh, thought, we might see Shrewsbury go down? Two goals flying. But um, yeah, to prioritise giving him some minutes mm-hmm. was a nice touch. And then having the other other fullback go off and go, yeah. no, nope, we'll stick another youth team around, we're fine. And then switch them, and, which... Yeah. It felt like from where I was, it felt like Sam Long's left foot was being slightly exposed. Um, so they swapped them. But Carroll, I, I thought, played like a left back. I, I don't recall him being turned or seen as being out of position. I thought it was quite solid there. Yeah, I'm not sure that will be the hardest game. <laughs> he, he <laughs> well, they're obviously a tough light side. <laughs> Let's let's go back to Circum. Hmm. Um, interesting one, and the only reason I feel it's interesting is the amount of people that seem to be siding with the player <coughs> and not the management team who brought the player in. I think the main thing in all of this is uh, none of us seem to know 100% what the full story is. Now, until we do... You know, the amount of people who are backing Circum up here, like you say, 
as opposed to the manager who brought him and a host of other players in that's brought a lot of success to us so far. It's am- I think it's amazing. I would take Appleton's side every time. Well, especially but- as, if you're a fan of Circum, you have to be a fan of Michael Appleton. Yeah. Because Michael Appleton is the reason Liam Circum has come to this side and played the way he has. Yeah. So if you're a fan of that, you've got to be a fan of the person who put that plan together. Yeah. I think it's clear also that whatever he has done has upset the players. Well, it's certainly and more than just Some Appleton. of the press releases and things, there's not-so-hidden messages in what they're saying, he's upset a lot of people by whatever he's done. Yeah, Scar's coming out and going, well, when I'm not in the side, I go to the gym and make sure I improve myself. And you get to know what somebody's like when they're not in the team. Yeah. Whatever he's done, it's not Michael Appleton throwing a hissy fit, it's Circum. Well, I mean, and there was this thing that he was apparently, he was so like distraught that he wasn't selected to start at Wembley well you aren't going to start in front of the club captain and you aren't going to start in front of the guy who's just been on um, England duty you know and played phenomenally until that point yeah and was nominated shortlisted as one of the three young players in the EFL not just our division Championship League 1, League 2. So what did you want, Liam, to start in front of one of those two? Yeah, Liam. Yeah, this feels like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I find it all very odd. Like, as a... He is one of the senior players as well. Um, He should definitely know better. And he should very much appreciate the people who have gone, come here, play a more attacking role, which he obviously wanted to do, otherwise he wouldn't have joined us. Mm. Um, uh, And then... Two other sort of sides to this. Uh, firstly, the fact people seem distraught at the fact we're, um, oh, we'll extend his contract to sell him on instead of just letting him go. Of course we are. Why would you give away an asset? Yeah, um, he's clearly still a sellable asset. We shouldn't allow an asset to walk away because, as what seems to be the case, he's thrown a tantrum. Mm-hmm. Because even, like we said, um, Appleton has said... They, or did say, probably, possibly not the case anymore because it was a little while ago, that there were routes back, nothing's yeah. ever, you never close the door. I would think the last option for him to remain an Oxford United player is coming back for, pre, uh, for the pre-season stuff. It, like, that's mm. the logical time to do line in the sand stuff. But that's, I don't know, it's a long way to come when you um, haven't been to the last game, done the lap of honour. Or done the awards dinner. It does feel like a lot of the damage is now done. Yeah. And how, it, I mean, it's such a shame because I mean, everyone remembers Carlisle and and yeah. the yeah. goal in in um, the county ground. I can say mm. that. That's fine. Yeah. But I think this is one of the great Last things about when they're at Birmingham and stuff. Yeah, exactly. This is one of the great things about Appleton is that he knows when to move on, and he and you know I think you were making the point, Liam, that a lot of people are saying, oh, he's got too much of this. Alex Ferguson nature about him. God forbid we have a manager who's anything like Alex Ferguson. Yeah. Yeah. No, like like oh, no. Manchester United, yeah. they did quite well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, under him. And yeah, the, and the massive difference there is, yeah, Alex Ferguson fell out with players who were who felt they were bigger than the club. David Beckham went to Real Madrid. Cristiano Ronaldo went to Real Madrid. Liam Serkham, who wasn't getting in the side, didn't then play yeah. <laughs> the last four games of the season. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a huge comparison. But I think one of the unusual things that for, for Oxford fans that we've not had in a while is that every year Michael Appleton is going, they're a fan favourite, can I do better than them though? Yeah. You know, and it was, I'm not going to keep hold of them 
you know, they get knocked down and fan favourite players every single year, if we're progressing, mm-hmm. will lose their spots. You know, Ryan Ledson, brilliant player, love him. At some point he'll be replaced if Appleton's doing his job because we'll have got better. Well, one of the that's, first things that's how that you grow as a side. Ashton, Eels and Appleton discussed when they came in, I remember seeing this at one of the forums, um, was do we pay a shed load to break James Constable's new contract at East Lee and buy him back straight away as soon as they came in? And no, we can get better than him. And mm. it, it was sad that he left and didn't get his record goals, but it's moving forwards. And surely if the last three years has taught us anything... And, and yesterday, uh, which was the Shrewsbury game, we look at Junior Brown, who I think was his first signing, wasn't he? Mm. <laughs> like, pretty useless yeah. and very much out of his depth in this league yeah. and obviously spoil. And he's another one in the certain category where he threw his toys out the pram when we lost. And like we are far better than... Like he would, he would not be anywhere near the side. But and not every decision will work out. They'll try and replace a player. You can say with Ryan Clark, they tried to replace him with Slocum, and it it didn't work. He didn't turn out how Appleton thought it was. So he again just went, well, that didn't work. Discard that. Next plan. Simon Eastwood comes in. I don't think as many people would say, like it. It was worth a year of having slightly dodgy keepers, but managing to get promoted and anyway. Best defensive record in the league. Yeah. <laughs> Who, who do we see staying and who do we see going? And that think, includes players like I think Raglan. Maguire will stay. I think Raglan will stay. Uh, I agree with both of those. Scars will go. Dunkley will go. I think, I think Matalani will stay. Yeah, I think Scars I will stay, but I think we'll replace him. I think Scars will stay. He's, He's got going, another year yeah. on his contract. Oh, has he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, well, I thought he was going to And I think some... they'll keep him as a backup and also because he is a great pro. He's oh, good yeah. to have around the place. What do we think on Dunkley? Um, I thought he was really good until sort of December time. He is, I think a lot of people have to remember, we signed a, a young player who was going to be great, and he is no longer that young player who is going to be great. He is a very good defender, but he's now reaching the point where oh, he's yeah. getting close to his peak, isn't he, age I don't know, I sort of dispute that, to be honest. Every, I, I like Jay Dunkley, but I kind of, every time a ball comes near him, I just get a little bit nervous that he's, he's got a mistake in him, and it's because he's got this not have any confidence in his own abilities but which makes me a bit time, nervous seems to have huge amount of confidence in his abilities in certain yeah, yeah. turning like doing a little skill move or something yeah. Yeah. Like, which we do love but i just don't think a little sort of like you say like it seems to be that he does a little croy turn and it buys him another 10 games of fans i feel it fans felt a lot him. more comfortable with raglan he has got a great song. I yeah. felt more comfortable with Ragnar yeah, on the left hand side of the fence. Yeah. Nelson on the right. That I, has I looked a great part. I think last season he started off and he wasn't that good at all. He was shaky and so on. And then by the end of the season he'd come on so far yeah. he shocked a lot of people. I don't think he's necessarily any better at the end of this, this season than he was at the beginning of this season. And then you're starting to have doubts because if he's not improving anymore. Is he good enough? Um, I don't know. There's just there's something about it. Like you say, there does seem to be the development seems to have certainly slowed mm. down. Um, and it's a shame because it was last year. It was so yeah. exciting to see how far he came on. And you thought him and Nelson could yeah, be... Chesting it a, down and so on, which yeah. you'd never have seen at the but start. But you've got Nelson someone, as a great on the ball, sort of t- you know, covering behind player and then having Dunkley as a dominant sort of 
forced to come out and win those headers, I was really excited by that partnership, and it was yeah. a bit disappointing. Well, it looked okay for a few games, and then it, I don't know, it is self, self-doubt, I would say, probably a, a lack of confidence. He makes one mistake, and then mm. for... I don't know how many times afterwards he slices a clearance or misses. There he is. As a team. He's mentally fragile, isn't he? And alongside Nelson probably highlights that because Nelson seems to be the exact opposite. Yeah. He just I don't think he sweats. He looks like the sort of player who yeah. just, oh, I made a mistake then, whatever. As a team. And then comes out and just will do exactly the same thing and therefore doesn't make those silly little mistakes after he's made one. He doesn't compound it. Well, I mean, as a team, one of the things we still seem to struggle with is playing against long ball teams. And after... I mean, Dunkley was dropped, what, six or seven games ago? And we haven't really seen him since. The first long ball team for me that we came up against after he was dropped was Millwall. And we dealt with it superbly. And he wasn't in the squad. Now, I'm not saying that means he's rubbish, but we seem to cope perfectly. I mean, for me, Dunkley's always been a player that I thought, he'll be great against the Wimbledons because he'll deal with those long balls all day. We still seem to struggle with it this season. And then we played against Millwall, who played that sort of game. And they weren't a problem at all. There was a time yeah, when every corner we had, I was thinking, where's Che? Where's Che? You're getting yeah. in there. Yeah. But even now, the, the target is Phil Edwards. Lots of people talking about whether we'll keep him on because he is out of contract. And we've obviously had him all season. But um, I'd quite like to see him come on board and be a backup, but also train to be a coach. I think he'd be a great coach. And I know it's just me being selfish going, I like the man, but I think he can do a job for us. No, I think we could try and get him in. I mean, with Ribeiro missing most of the season with that first injury that was it the day before the season started mm. yeah. yeah last training session and then you know home debut 10 minutes in he pulls up can you really rely on him to play a full season well no but then we've right got Sam Long and you have but you've got two youngsters there and I mean where does Carol play Everywhere. <laughs> I wonder how much football they'll want Carroll to try and get next year, whether they think about loaning him out to go and get possibly to a League Two club to go and get a full season under his belt, or whether it's, it depends on whether they want to coach him through yeah, that's a, that's and give a him the odd games, or whether they go, go, you know, you're at an age now, we can send you to a League Two club. Well, didn't Appleton want him to play in that central midfield role? Yeah, and he sure might be able to get a League Two side where you can go, go and show us because you're mm. not going to break in at the moment in Ledson's place so go to I don't know a local-ish are there any lead two sides who have like maybe played at a higher level and desperately need to loan players because they haven't got any players of their own that could potentially loan them we don't want to spoil him (laughs) (laughs) and we think James Roberts is going surely he is I would have thought so I think the fact that we've progressed has hindered his placement had we still been lead two I think he would appear. Yeah. There's Giles as well, you've got to think about. God, is he at Aldershot? Uh, he was yes, but he was struggling to get in their side because they were on. Mm. Cundy as well. I think Cundy will probably go. Yeah. It's, uh, it's harsh when it's the youth players got, coming through and they I get think released. It's probably it? the end of Ashby as well. The ones, I think if you're not in a position of, you know, Long's taken a long time, but he had a number of injuries, mm. so yeah. the club have been, you know, allowed him to basically say, well, we'll treat you as one of the younger players. And they signed him very quickly. Yeah, like I they, think they, they chose to give him the extra year, didn't they, and said, well, we'll just treat you as the... Because, yeah, what, is he 22, I think? Yeah, I think so. Um, but they chose to treat him at the same as, like, Carroll. Maybe it's just going number through. 22. Next season, you'll have Hemmings, presumably... We'll Hemmings is our only centre-forward at the moment, though, we'll, isn't he? We're going to try and get back um, Martinez, it's been rumoured. 
Um, slash he tweeted, see you soon. <laughs> so yeah, but the, the transa- oh, translation from Spanish for goodbye is see you I'll later. Sign, I'll sign a new contract. Yeah, yeah. That's the direct translation. Yeah, yeah. From, from the said Latin. that he'll try and get him back. You know, so with those two, try and get Mapalani as well. But there's four centre forwards, I think, is a. But then there's talk about trying. Yeah. yeah, everyone's saying we need that a, a new striker. And if we keep Maguire. If we kept Wes Thomas, then is that wage? Could that wage be used? Because he's going to be on a bit. Well, I think it's obvious that Matt wants to move Johnson, isn't it? Would you say that's obvious that that's what he would like to do? Whether that works is another thing. I think he used the games to test it out, didn't he? Um, he did the, say in one of the interviews his future will be largely up front. But on the players in and players out, is Johnson going to be here next year? That is a question because he's not up and coming, is he? No. What's that's he, an interesting one. If he was, yeah, if he was twenty-three, I mm. think we would. He would be the Kemaru. We'll get. I think he's a. Quite a I think he's awesome. I'm a big Johnson fan. But I think if... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, can we edit that out? <laughs> no, that's staying. It, I, basically, if, a, if an offer comes in, I think we've got to accept it at this time in his career. But, didn't we, but um, it needs to be down... sensible. You know, what oh, we yeah, pay, you don't go, pay... oh, wow, he's getting on a bit. 50 grand, okay. Reportedly, somewhere between four and 600 grand for him. Didn't we turn down that's... a million in January? Uh-huh. Well, there we go. So it needs to be looking at two, really, doesn't it? Because otherwise, a player model you don't put invest half a million quid to make half mm. a million quid. You invest half a million quid to make. And three. I think selling him so. would also entice players like Conor McAlaney or whatever, because we don't stand in players' way. What we do is we progress them on. Yeah, it's the if whole Callum had player model. With us an- another yeah. season, he might be now going on to <laughs> Everton or wherever. But instead, he's gonna, I would presume, stay with Bristol City. Uh, so the player awards was last night. Um, obviously, lots of awards went out. Golden Boot is a, a given; it's the player that scores the most. Chris McGuire, great player, uh, young player of the year. I was surprised that Carroll got that. I but thought it was legend all the way. Goalie of the season, um, <laughs> aka player of the well, season, yeah. went to Sam Lee. Jack Stevens has done really well. Well, I think he put a claim in this year, so I think he was great. He was consistent. Yeah. Well, he's shown that. Do we need to spend money on a, a second position if Eastwood can play 62, 62? What was sixty two? Yeah, wasn't yeah, it yeah. sixty two games in a year? Um, goal of the season. That was a uh, Robbie Hall won it. Yes, that was my. Ground. I think that was mine. Mainly for how it made me feel at the time, as much as how brilliant a goal it was. It probably was. I don't think, in my opinion, it was probably the best goal we scored this year. That would probably go to one of Johnson's goals. The Johnson one against Bradford in the in the trophy. Yeah, or Luton decent. in the trophy. Yeah. I would like to know. So we did a we did a few player of the pods where we did like a not quite player yeah. of the month, but who our favourite player was. If you couldn't pick Simon Eastwood, because obviously right, right. that's a given, um, who would who would who's your favourite player of the year? Not necessarily because they were the best, but just your player. Well, it's Chris Maguire easily. I I can. Definitely mine, mine. I'm not saying everyone should be. I mean, mine is. Yeah. Fair Reasoning? You, are you just like no? Maguire, <coughs> oh, up, you should just you? know. That's the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I do. Well, I just want to hear yeah, your reasons. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, well, he makes you smile when he's, he's being just, in it live. He is like the player I would... That is quite a good description of Chris Maguire. He does, like, thinking about the things he does. He yeah. Makes smile. He's the one I pay the admission for every week. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, I love that he's a showman. I love that he loves his football. Um, I love that he's a wind-up merchant. I love his skill. I like that he doesn't rush everything. There, is, there does seem to be this belief that we should play every game at a thousand miles an hour, and if you aren't running like at the speed of Danny Hilton, then you must be a horrendously awful football player. But I, I think that he, he, well, he, he takes time to read the game. He, he can, he's the best footballing brain we have in the squad. I think he's intelligent with the game. And my God, can he hit a free kick and a penalty? And, I, and he just knows how to wind that lot up as well. So. I just well, love kind of everything everyone. about him. If he needs to wind someone up, he'll find a way, unless he used to yeah. play for them, which I really and like. Do you know what? His great attribute is his self-confidence. He And that breeds through the squad. I think he he's so confident in his own abilities that whenever he does make an error, it's almost as if he's not even bothered by it. He's just like, well, I'll put it right next time. You know? yeah. He has the ability to influence how everybody else feels on the team as well. Yeah. When he's up for it, yeah. everyone else is, it seems to me. I... I think that that quality about the, yeah, I've missed that one, but I'll, I'll sort it out next time, is the one part missing from Kane Hemmings' game. Yeah. He's either scoring a shed load or he cannot find the target at all. Um, and I, I like him. He, yet yesterday, when he sort of weaved his way through, he did everything brilliantly, showed how much of a good footballer he was. Yeah, and then I don't know how he got it so wrong at the end. And he kind of did that. Um, the previous home game, where he could have squared it, but instead he sort of wrong-footed the goalkeeper and still put it wide. Yeah. And it's if if Chris McGuire can sign on and teach Kane Hemmings, but it doesn't matter, you'll sort it. Hemmings mm. is a sort of player. I feel like if he has a good first month next year, then he could score twenty <coughs> goals. If yeah. he has a bad first month, then we might as well just get rid of him then. But he's got that. <laughs> he, you know, he's going to go one way or the other. Where mm. there's no like middle ground with him. But he's got the Danny Hilton quality of oh, I'll score eighteen goals before December, and then I'll finish on nineteen at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and it, it's it's a bit frustrating because I, I think he's a very able player and he does get into the right position. Other players that could get mentioned, Ledson. Ledson would be mine, I think. Or yeah, uh, just, Nelson maybe. Just yeah, because I love I love Nelson. I love his confidence and ball. I think he's probably along with. Maguire, the best player we have actually on the ball, because he just looks like he could play anywhere. Yeah. But Ledson, I think, would be my player of the year because I I just think having a nineteen year old that flies into tackles and wins them the way he does, it's just it's it's just a you know, that solidity. You just think that comes from older players, and mm. to have someone with youth and exuberance mm. Mm. who's so positionally uh, astute and knows his job and just does it so well with such enthusiasm as well I kind of I love that plays so. like a 35 year old defensive midfielder like Roy Keane style figure that is happy just to get stuck in and but who also has the energy of a 19 year old yeah exactly yeah somebody he who I think it was summed up medicine for me it was the the derby game away when two minutes in he broke his nose and they were getting Rothwell ready to come on and he said no I'm going back on and he not only went back on, but after that, that it was almost like that moment. He took a little bit of time to get into the game after that. And then 20 minutes in, after their goal, 
they they stopped and he took control yeah. and absolutely ran that game. Mm. I think the Newcastle game sort of ran the midfield as well. And you think a player of that age Only coming Shelby in. Only wasn't playing, obviously. <coughs> yeah, true. Well, he was yeah, Lundstrom's pocket from last year. Yeah. But um, to have a nineteen-year-old who can who can run a fierce derby is just awesome. Uh, I I feel in terms of the the player that isn't Eastwood, um, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna I'm gonna name several players, but I really like that on each wing, no matter who's playing, whoever gets the ball can do something exciting. Like Rothwell um, is is growing as a player. But you've got Maguire, McElhaney, Johnson and Hall. If any of them have the ball, you know something could happen. And that's that's a brilliant... Somewhere quality. from running the entire length of the pitch and putting it in the top corner to falling over it and us being broken on. But yeah. all of them have... It's that thing, they're all really raw, aren't they? And mm. they're all, like you say, Rothwell's really growing in that position, but it drives forward in ways that I don't think anybody else does. It's a different kind of... Rothwell's kind of like, who, who cleared that? Oh, it was Rothwell. And you don't sort of notice what he's doing, and then you're like, oh, that was good, actually. Who was that? And mm. it was him quite a lot yeah. of the time. <laughs> what about uh, best away day of the season? Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's definitely got to be in there. Um, I, think, I think Middlesbrough would be my moment of the season. Yeah. Um, rather than a, as a whole day, I think, um, the county ground is yeah. mine but I think fair, the, the the moment that Martinez hit the back of the net at oh. Middlesbrough oh, what a moment. Is, is one of those moments that will just just be there that's a like Circum at Carlisle yeah no that's one of those yeah. mythical moments that everyone was there everyone and actually well. everyone was there for, yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's you know it's one of those things it's one of the beautiful things about football is that you can't buy a moment like that. It, they just happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, Borough could have run away with that game 4-0 or something and they'd have been outside, you know. But the fact that we, we grabbed the goal back, you thought, oh, we're right back in this. And I can still see it now, Maguire hitting that shot with his left foot, keeper parries, and you just think, oh, my God. That's... And there was a moment of, we're about to equalise. <laughs> yeah. And then I was thinking, is there a flag? Is there a foul? <laughs> that didn't happen, did it? And... No sort of that, that you've flown four rows down and you're, yeah. oh, and it was... I think it was the it back was ridiculous. Heel. From my point of view, it was Lonnie's back here. Yeah, it was yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Something's about to happen and this is, yeah. right, I'm going to really yeah. enjoy it. The football! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and, and, the, and the fan support we had there was ridiculous. Oh, it's great. It was even at 2-0, it never... Yeah, there no, was a yeah. Li- when the second went in, there was a little lull and then people went, hang on a second, we're away. There's four and a half thousand people or whatever it was away yeah. at a Premier League club let's just enjoy this yeah. and I think that transmitted then Absolutely. to the players that and they had gone into their shells and we've made a friends at, at Middlesbrough now I think so many fans on the way out of the crowd were, were having a chat with, with us um, all individually yeah. any, any player on that pitch would come to us yeah, to with play the same money they're, um, <laughs> <laughs> they're currently on. Yeah, I'm not sure Stuart Downing would but we'll see watch this space if yeah. that happens now we'll look awesome and I right. mean, if uh, not, cut it out. Borough fans on Twitter since then have just been full of. Yeah, every You game, weren't quite as good Oxford as Oxford fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Man City yesterday, wasn't it? But yeah. I mean, I've heard that thing that they don't, they can't, they don't get as many tickets or something, do they? Yeah, yeah the, but they don't get as few as Man City took. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 yeah and that's not <clears throat> as far as Oxford. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Yeah. 
But yeah, what a moment. What an absolutely amazing moment that was. Yeah. But you know, I mean, when you think about where we were all sat, was it that, that pub in Boars Hill after the last game last year? Yeah. And that's, the well, that's pretty much... Yeah, it was lovely, yeah, yeah. It, and that's pretty much, what, a year ago now? Yeah. To think that we're now... I can't believe that's a year, by the way. That season's yeah, now yeah. over. But if we were offered that, what we've got then, I think we all easily would have taken, you I know... I think, yeah, we'd, to we'd finish all have to finish eight, with 69, Yeah, it? yeah. Hey. <laughs> to finish eighth, 69 goals. points, 100 goals, yeah, a Wembley right. final, fifth round of the Cup. Well, I mean that Middlesbrough moment. You, you look at you look at moments in Oxford United history, and there are obviously huge ones with the Milk Cup and and getting promoted to the top division and stuff like that that we can't all necessarily remember age wise. <laughs> but you you look before Appleton's time, Peter Levin's goal, getting promoted from the conference. Uh, before that. 96. Uh, well, that no, was a good equaliser against York. To be fair, we beat that lot three times. Mm, yeah. yeah. Those were good moments. But we're talking about in the last three years. Yeah, that's true. Um, a great game against West Brom in the first season um, and some decent moments. Last season was insane. Absolutely full of those moments. Mm. This season, like some people are saying it's been disappointing. It's been amazing. I don't know how you can possibly think this year's been disappointing. I mean, I keep hearing this argument we fell four points short of the playoffs, you know, oh, it's so annoying to get so close. I'll remind you of how many games we won at home very late on that have gone our way that we didn't think were going to go our way. So yeah, you've got to be, you know, you've got to, I hate, I know this has bit me in the arse this year, but it's a balancing act. <laughs> a lot of things have gone our way in the, at the end of games that, you know, perhaps might not have done. But how can you be disappointed with that? You've got to look at it as we're four points off a playoff place. But I... I... I'm completely with you with it. Like three 0 against Newcastle. Like so many years, Rotherham four um, 0 It was four 0 four one. Yeah. Rochdale away as Rochdale well. Rochdale away. All of these would have been the highlight of the season. Mm. And they kind of forget. I've just said best away day. Rochdale didn't get mentioned. They hadn't like they'd won <laughs> ten at the, on the bounce at home. We beat them four <coughs> 0 We built, beat Millwall three 0 two games ago. Yeah. It, it's. Amazing. How I think that's done. probably partly why people look at it and go, it was a bit disappointing because nothing, n- nothing happened as in we didn't win at Wembley, we didn't get promoted. And we've become so used to this, the squad delivering mm. these amazing moments yeah. that, well, in kind that of they're, like now, a... they're now, oh yeah, we had another one of those iconic moments that will live forever in the memory. Well, of course we did. Yeah. So what, what else? It's, what else can you provide us? It's quite unusual to have, we need to win five of the, the last six games and then we lose two or we lose one and draw one, whatever we did at that time. And you're like, oh, they didn't do what, what we yeah. really, really wanted them to do. Yeah. But it's still been incredible. Yeah, uh, 100 goals to, to celebrate and 62 games that's amazing it did look like they wanted to get to 100 goals didn't it because we put those two in and then went eh yeah do. that's fine Shrewsbury you can time waste from now 2-0 down what about the worst moment Wembley yeah, it's probably got to be yeah I think so um, I'll tell you what was up there was Boxing Day oh. conceding a stoppage time Goal. That blatant was foul pretty, uh, player that should uh, have been sent off. Yeah. And then watching them celebrate like they got promoted again. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty low. I haven't looked for the tweet again, but feel free, anyone listening, to look for it. One of these there's an Oxford fan who wanted Northampton to be a rival and a Northampton fan who wanted Oxford to be a rival. We all know they're not really, but they <laughs> I hear a sitcom. <laughs> 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 um, but there's 
there's the Northampton fan goes, yeah, come back and speak to us when it's 13 points gap. I'd uh, love them to, to well, be I've reminded seen, of that right well, now. I've seen retweeted recently yeah. a guy who wanted to bet Michael Appleton £1,000 that they'd finish above us this year. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, that goes on to the budget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, on to next season. Um, what do we need? Um, I think goals. they need depth. Winning. Goals. I think we need a striker. I'd That's because you're getting rid of Wes Thomas, though. Yeah. So. Need 20 goals a season, man. Oh. Do you know what, like, what's annoying? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Maguire scored 17, Hemming scored 16. Is that right? No, I've needs... seen someone. I've seen someone already go. We need a twenty-five goal a season. Man. <laughs> so, oh, stop just upping the ante because we got people. No, that, I think that we could do well. with somebody who can offer something different. Who I think can, we need depth. Who can kind of hold yes. up the ball and score? No, I think having said, we don't need. We don't need a centre midfielder, and we don't need a whatever the other one. Oh, goalkeeper. I do think we need depth. Um, yeah. Like maybe, I think that's maybe probably what extra players. something that led us down this year was when we got injuries, maybe we didn't have the replacements to just step straight in. Um, certainly in the forward positions, um, that took a little time. And also, again, we had players who, like Hall, we were almost half a season without him. Mm. Um, so I think numbers, bodies, not just any bodies, obviously. Um, but I think, uh, and having said all of that, with just numbers, I think probably a left back, as I was uh, saying earlier. Not we had at least think. one person injured throughout the entire season, didn't we? Pretty yes. much. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, whether that's... and Thomas, you can you can yeah. do that with just <laughs> And poor old Aaron Martin. Yeah. A Joe Scars at, you know, twenty-two. Somebody like him, but with a bit more pace, because his positioning's brilliant. That's why he, you know, he. he it's when he tur- turns facing his own goal that yeah. he starts to get in trouble. Well, every so often he just tries to square it and misplaces it and stuff. And um, But I just think that's an area, I think right back we're pretty good. Centre-halves, maybe we've found a, comp- uh, like we say, if we can sign Raglan, that's pretty good. But obviously the backup needs to be there if if one of those gets injured. Do you think we'll sell and how many? Um, We're meant I, to sell one a season, aren't we? But does doing Ruth and Callum last season negate that this year? I don't think Callum was meant to go. I think he kind of forced their hand. It's I, I think it needs to be stupid Johnson, money again. Though, yeah, I think there'll be an offer for Johnson, but I think it needs to be stupid money offers, which is what we talked about with Ruth. Mm. And they managed to get a stupid money offer, and fair enough. Um, where do you think we'll finish next season? I, I think we'll finish in a playoff at, place. If you look at how we played against Bolton and... Like Fleetwood's not the best marker, but maybe Scunthorpe. I see no reason we can't be like top end of the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I would hope we're aiming for automatic. Well, yeah. Uh, with yeah. the ability to drop down, you know, have a little bit of leeway into the playoffs. But it does entirely depend on on budgets. But but I'm excited about next season already. I just think everything yeah. that will happen throughout the summer, I think, will be great. They want to do everything early again, which we did um, beginning of last season. Um, and it, the season just gone because we just got promoted they didn't know where they were going to be it seemed a bit firefighting and then Callum leaving I think did make change plans late on then it pre-season yeah. had started and then they are fight, like you say firefighting mm-hmm. yeah, if we can get the business done early I think there's no reason why we can't 
beat, you know, have a better challenge than last year. But anyway, top top half finish. Yeah. Comfortably. Um, fifth. Fifth. You're going for fifth. I'm going fifth. Matt thinks we're only going to get four points next season. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, I reckon third or fourth. Fraser, where do you reckon? I think we're going to win the league. Oh. Oh. Uh, I've gone, go on, Liam, too. I think we're going to win the league. Wow. <laughs> we're uh, going to win go, the league. I think we're going to go second. So we've got Ooh. first, first is to that fifth just, covered. Is that why you've gone second? Just no, I was going to go gap. second anyway. Okay. TFE called it, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter who said it. We can't do next fixtures because they haven't been released yet. We've got um, one against Oxford City yeah. in yeah. pre-season. Uh, who's going to Portugal? Yay. Are you looking forward to Portugal? It I, won't be as good as Austria, you'd bet. I think everybody always tries to clamour as Austria, and it's a bit like... Organised fun. Yes, yeah, Austria was so spontaneous and random, and you know, people moan about... In, in Spain, people moan about that maybe the fan interaction with the team wasn't as good. I don't think there was really any in Austria. It just really? happened. Yeah. You know, there was a barbecue and the players turned up to the pub for five minutes once. It was just all, a, but it was just all organic and there was less people there and it was, it was just kind of people going, hey, a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, there, was, there was no like, oh, we should do this and the club should do all these things for us. I just yeah. think. Um, there was a lot of pressure on Spain for suddenly for the club to do all these fan interaction things, yeah. um, and the event like the location didn't really lend itself yeah. to it. And I think this time will be similar to Spain. I don't think, but you know, it'll be a fun summer holiday with a load of Oxford fans well, and a few the, games the of football. Key, I think the key to happiness is lowering your expectations. <laughs> yeah, and that's why we're married. <laughs> <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> Uh, so, Fraser, were you Yo. in the game today? Hello, Jerome. I was. Um, I was. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was decent. You know, a uh, good 3-0 win. I'm happy with the end of the season. You know, we finish 10th uh, in League 3. I'm really, I'm, I'm buzzing for that, mate. I'm really happy with that season. Excellent. Um, how many games have you been to this year? All of them? Or? Uh, yeah, I've been to pretty much all of them. I've been to about four. Um, and I've I found it, you know, it's been cracking. You know, um, I'm not happy that we ain't got no goal scorers in none of the team. Um, so we've got to do a lot better on that front. Um, Sirks, for me, is the key to all of it. So, you know, I'm glad he signed a new deal. Really happy with that, you know. Um, do you think he might be... It, it's, it's been hinted that he'll be sold, though. Like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Why? Why is that? Um, because if you extend the contract, we can sell him instead of him going for... Well, free. who's selling him? Whose decision is that? Uh, well, it looks like Michael Appleton. Who the, but who's, the who's Michael Appleton? He's, he, he's no Liam Sirkham. So you can forget that right away. We could just have one Liam Sirkham on the pitch, we win every game. I'm assured of it, mate. Okay. Um, who do you think we need to bring in to strengthen? Um, I'm hoping we're going to be looking at um, James Constable. Um, I think he could give us a lot of depth. Um, and I'm hoping we're going to be looking at Matthew Barnes-Homer, because that's been on the cards for a long time, so we're going to get him this time. I'm, I'm assured of it, mate. Okay. Uh, any any other positions need filling in your opinion? Um, yeah, we need a new keeper. He's useless. I'm really I'm sick of the back teeth of him. Okay. Um, played every minute this season. Did did that not impress you? Ah, I could do that, mate. We get Sirks in there. That's who I'd put in there, boy. <laughs> right, I'm not sticking round. I'm <laughs> off now. Okay. Right. Hey, thanks, Fraser. Yeah. See you later, boy. Have a good one. Uh, 
Uh, well, thank you very much for listening to us for another year. We'll be back next season, and I think there'll be a, a Portugal special not featuring me, so it might be worth a listen, I thought. Recommend it to friends and family. Um, but thank you, um, all of you. Thank you, Fraser, for editing. Thank you, Liam, for presenting. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Kath, for tweeting. Should we do all of this? Or <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so, so thanks, everyone. Thanks, Matt, for listening in Japan. Um, and Tim Ooh, Walker, hi, Matt. obviously. Hi, Matt. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back to speak to you soon. Goodbye. Oh, I thought you were all going to say goodbye, Ooh. though. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave you hanging. The Fence End Podcast is brought to you by Debt Doctor, prescribing life without debt.